Hey, yo, lovely people, and thank you for listening to another episode of the Shillering Hub podcast, Talking Hospitality. We are nearing 50 episodes. <laughs> what a journey. I am your host, Mauricio Schiller, and today we are talking hotel marketing. I invited a Jedi in the subject to talk to us about it. Don Bennett, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Mauricio. I appreciate it. And uh, congrats. Come up on 50 uh, episodes. Holy smokes. That's awesome. Yeah. When we started, we started with a goal of uh, 100 and well, almost halfway. So yeah, it's amazing. I can't even believe. Thank you. It's awesome. And Dom, thank you very much for talking to us. Like uh, you're an amazing person. I've been following you for a while and you post amazing things share great tips about social media, about hotel marketing sales. And I really want to talk to you and bring your insights to our audience. But before we get there, we need to know Dom the human. So Dom, who are you, please? Uh, well, uh, I'm uh, in my late 40s, we'll say. Uh, married, I've got three kids, two dogs, live in the uh, suburbs of Chicago. Uh, I've lived here my entire life. Um, we do have uh, seasons here. However, if I never saw snow again, I'd be perfectly fine with that. Uh, it's a cute novelty at Christmas. Uh, we actually had snow on Halloween this year. So, uh, it was, uh, an abbreviated outing, uh, trick-or-treating with my son this, this year. So, uh, but yeah, first and foremost, uh, I'm definitely a family man and, and I love being with my family and spending time with them. Uh, I went to art school, so I also uh, create art. Uh, I love music. Um, kind of a amateur guitar player. Uh, not horrible, but also not great. Um, and then uh, I've been in the uh, hospitality game for uh, 20 plus years. Uh, I had one, uh, uh, one stint where I got out of the business for uh, seven years, but, uh, but it, it drew me back in and uh, I'm now a director of sales and marketing at London House Chicago. Uh, and I can honestly say, you know, I'm blessed that this is the best job I've ever had. So I'm I'm always very uh, in the moment and aware that, you know, I'm living in the best job I've ever had. And, and I want to live the good old days, not just look back on them. And that's awesome. The living the best job of your life. It's, uh, it's even a good thing to say when you can actually get your mouth full and say that I bet that brings you a little joy every time you can say that and glad that you found it. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, it's it's hard. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's nice sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> and no, let, so let's talk about the best job of your life. Let's talk a little bit about the London house, right? And talk about family. I, I need to say that your post that you do with your kids, it's amazing, right? Like I've been doing parenting all wrong. I, I mean, I get inspired by you. <laughs> so if you haven't seen Don's post with his kids, please follow him on LinkedIn and get engaged. It's awesome. But let's talk about the London house, uh, Don. Uh, what makes this place so special? Um, you know what? It's it's the, the team we have here. Uh, that's really the special sauce is I think the what makes the biggest difference between just a good hotel and a great hotel are people who care. You know, people that show up and they wanna they wanna uh, overachieve and go above and beyond. So uh, people that are invested that way. Uh, so we have uh, a great culture. 
and again, it, what, what makes it the best job I've ever had is uh, it's the best culture I've ever worked in. Uh, one of the best bosses I've ever had because uh, your boss can really make or break a job for you. And after, you know, uh, after being in the, the workforce for a long time, I can tell you I've had good bosses and I've had bad bosses. And your boss is really one of the key things that can make or break a job. Uh, but I've had such tremendous, uh, awesome, smart, fun uh, colleagues that I work with, uh, an amazing sales team uh, right now. Uh, and it's just an amazing product too. We're right at the corner of Michigan Avenue and Wacker in downtown Chicago. And we are like smack dab in the middle of everything. We're at the, uh, so our tagline is, it starts here. And there's a couple reasons for that is, we're located at the start of the Mag Mile heading north, you know, the shopping district. And then we're also at the start of the cultural mile that heads south from us, uh, which is separated by the river. So we're right on the river. So that cultural mile has a lot of uh, museums and restaurants and sports and, and all of those things. So uh, and then the other element of it is our building, we're actually located on the very spot of Fort Dearborn, which was the first uh construction in chicago so we're literally on the spot where chicago started uh located uh where fort Dor fort dearborn used to be all the way back in the 1800s wow what a story i didn't know all that that's amazing so chicago started there yeah wow. yeah right here literally <laughs> started here. that's amazing tag by the way well done and you talk a lot about social media as well yeah when you uh, when you suppose and you like to speak about that and i see that uh london chicago um london house chicago also has a great uh social media presence a great following and how do you get your planning that message going through from uh, I, i'm asking here more about our audience that struggles maybe to create that message coming across or creating a campaign that can go across or even the message of the hotel itself and going across social media. Uh, how do you guys organize that? So I'll tell you what we do, which would also be the advice I would give to people as well, which is work with an agency, work with a third party, because you know, we all have our jobs within the hotel, right? And I oversee sales and marketing and social media is a part of that. But I also have a full-time job looking at all these other things, you know, that, that I oversee. Um, but it's worth your money to have somebody who does that for a living. Um, you're going to have consistency as far as uh, people doing it. Uh, for example, if you have, uh, if you have, say, a concierge or a sales coordinator doing it, they might even be really good at it. But the second they find another job, you know, everybody within a year or two is usually moving on. Um, now, okay, I've I've seen so many social media accounts where post, 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 and then it just dies, and they haven't posted in 80 weeks, and it's because that one person who was handling it left, and nobody knows what to do. So. Um, I mean, that's a major reason why you should hire somebody, but that's their realm of genius, right? You know, you have your realm of genius, uh, operating the hotel, whatever department you're in, whether it's front desk, sales, housekeeping, um, let them do their thing. I do, uh, feel for hotels that might not have a budget for it, 
Um, in which case, you know, seek out resources and education where you can have a few people on your team, uh, again, a few people, not just one, you know, don't, don't put all your eggs in that one basket, uh, that can assist with, with doing it. I think the, the main thing that hotels need to look at is, um, you want to create quality content that speaks to your brand and your story. Um, look for things that are unique to you. Um, even if you're a, a branded hotel, uh, that, you know, there's a, there's, uh, the good thing about branded hotels is, you know, what to expect when you go there, but leverage those things that are around you. You know, maybe you do have some unique design element. Maybe it's the neighborhood you're in. Maybe you're in a college town and you can partner with local restaurants or highlight the fact that you're in a college town and you want to you want to embrace that character and and let that come through in your content um consistency is key uh again i mentioned how some hotels will post 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 and then they'll go a month three months six months without posting you're not going to get any traction whatsoever um ideally you want to post every day but at a bare minimum you want to post like three times a week hmm. uh, so it's that aesthetic uh, the story of your brand coming through, um, consistency, copywriting, you know, making sure you're, you're expressing your message, uh, really well, community management, um, community management, management gets a little, uh, harder, the bigger you get, you know, if, if you post something and you have, you know, 5,000 people comment on it, you know, you're certainly not going to get to all 5,000, but, um, if you're a, especially if you're an independent or a smaller hotel and maybe you've got a thousand followers and you're getting five or six comments, engage with that community. Um, you know, the great thing about social media, it's my favorite area of marketing because it's one of the only areas of marketing where you can have this two-way conversation with your, uh, with your guests, um, before they even check in, before check-in, during check-in, after check-in, you can have this two-way conversation with them uh in real time so it's it's very unique that way and in, if for those hoteliers that don't believe in social media the ones that think that uh it's not something that it's important for them that they don't use themselves so they think that nobody uses or i don't know why they think that's not important but what would you say to them uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I wanted to default to, uh, like, well, you're being stupid. Really? <laughs> it's, yeah, I, I was, you know, trying to find a, a nice way to put it, but really you are missing the boat. It's, it's one of the least expensive things you can do. If you're able to, to educate yourself and dedicate the resources and time to doing it, if, if you're forced to do it yourself and you don't have a budget for it, you can post organically for free. Um, so, I mean, how, how many, you're not going to get a billboard out, off of an expressway, uh, for free. You're not going to get a commercial on TV for free. Uh, so, you know, the only thing it's going to cost you is your time and taking photos and video and things like that. So worst case scenario, um, it's just going to cost you your time. Here are a couple examples of why we've gone all, all in. And, uh, like I said, it takes, uh, time and patience, you know, uh, and consistency over time. But because we've dedicated our resources to that, 
And over the course of six years, we've become the most followed hotel in Chicago. We have a, a large audience that we can speak with on a daily basis if we want. Again, that two-way conversation. Um, the other thing to think about with social media is, unlike a commercial that you see on TV that you're like, okay, I don't want to see this. I changed the channel. If somebody's following you, it's because they wanted to. You know, they want to see your stuff. Um, so, you you know, you have to embrace that. So to give you a couple examples, uh, we started doing an afternoon tea in our uh, lobby area, our Bridges uh, lobby bar and restaurant. So every day from 12 to 3, we do an afternoon tea. So we've pushed it. It's, it's uh, a portion of our social media is dedicated to pushing our, our afternoon tea service. Uh, we look for opportunities, especially with local uh, either macro or micro influencers to come in and uh, help us out there to spread the word to additional their audience as well and get the word out. And over the course of four years, we've seen this thing grow from, you know, a couple covers on a Saturday to now like 40 covers on a Saturday. And I, I can say this uh, uh, based on some information I've heard, um, but our afternoon tea will do more revenue in a month than some other hotels in Chicago's rooftops. And again, it's because we push it out there. Sometimes we'll do some paid ads, but we work with the influencers and we're using that social media to get the word out. Uh, a perfect example from literally this last weekend was uh, the last two years, our Halloween party that we have on the uh, 21st floor bar, the ticket sales were a little stagnant. You know, it was post COVID. Maybe people are a little weary of getting together, but um, this year we were going in uh, to the final week and we decided to do some paid ads for social media for some reels, uh, showing off the, de the decor and everything. And we more than doubled our ticket sales for Halloween this year. And again, the push was uh, mostly on social media as well as some PR as well. I want to give PR their, their due because uh, we do have a PR company we work with. So give them their props. But uh, a lot of it was that social media and that, that paid media push via social media to get it out there. And, and you know, there you go. We more than doubled our ticket sales. That's, that's amazing, Don. That's amazing. Uh, and I see that you work like, uh, you really use your social media to spread out the pluses of the hotel, yeah? Because I see a lot of hotels just using the hotel as the hero of their stories, right? Instead of having the person walking is like the hero is the room, the breakfast, you know, and there's no one there, no one even having the breakfast, that, just that beautiful breakfast room untouched, <laughs> that beautiful bed that's made like everything, like nobody ever lay down there, right? And I see that you guys uh, push that more into the journey of the guests as well, as well as pushing your events. Um, one question that I have that is just popped is, this two-way conversation, do you manage to feed your the teams in the front desk, like actually the BMSs with information as well? Or how does that work? Do you manage to create a, a, a persona with your guests there, with your class uh, customers? You know, I would say um, when we <clears throat> when we involve <clears throat> when we involve other departments, it's usually because of because of some specific feedback. Um, whether it's positive or negative, which again is another reason to be on social media. You know, it's another outlet where you can get feedback directly from people. Uh, people aren't shy about, you know, letting you know how their experience was, whether good or bad. So 
Um, if they had a great front desk experience and they want to let us know that this agent, you know, did a great job, then we can go back and celebrate that with that person that, you know, um, or if they provide feedback on something we could have done better, then we'll talk to that department head and, and say, hey, this is some of the feedback we got. Um, and we, you know, we let them know. We have our social media team handle the actual communication with the guests or uh, upper management will will respond as well. So it's not just uh, our social media team, but actual management is providing the answers uh, to, to the feedback. And about agencies, do you have any particular agencies that you like to, if I'm a hotel looking for an agency to work with, yeah. Uh, what should I look for in that agency? You know, I would, uh, I'd set up a call with them, uh, to have a conversation about what your needs are. Um, I'd, I'd look at more, you know, I, it's like uh, going to the doctor and getting a second opinion. Uh, so maybe talk to a couple of different places because there are agencies that specialize in hospitality, um, where I think you'd probably you know, want to give them an edge if they're familiar with hospitality um, and can speak the language, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I think just doing your due diligence, uh, talking about the clients that they handle, see if they have experience in hospitality um, and uh, ask them for, uh, you know, some uh, case studies. That's cool. And one last one about your last post on the influencers part of the job because you said that you do work with micro and uh, big influencers so um how do you find them how do you select them what you look for when working with them i will say we're very fortunate because of our reputation our location a lot of things that we've built up over time we're fortunate in that we have a fair amount of influencers that reach out to us organically. So they're reaching out and saying, hey, I'd like to work with you. Um, my post the other day was an example of one that was kind of generic. So you, you get both. You get somewhere uh, an influencer is just sending out a blast email to 20 different hotels looking for a free night and they'll do whatever they do. Um, and sometimes uh, they're great, uh, but other times, I'm usually turned off right from the start on those just because the, of the lack of personalization. Um, because I work in hospitality and I live and breathe that. So, um, you know, I look for that. If you want to work with me, you know, talk to me, you know, don't send out, you know, some random general thing. Um, but we're fortunate that way that we have people reach out to us, uh, either generically or specifically. And then, uh, Our social media agency has contacts and relationships in the industry. Our PR team also has contacts and relationships in the industry. So um, we work with people. Again, uh, a benefit of an agency is that they, they may have relationships with people that they know uh, deliver. Um, so that's another one. If you're someone that is seeking to work with an influencer, um, You know, you might want to try reaching out to like a PR agency as kind of an a la carte thing if you can't afford to like a, a monthly retainer, but it may be something where they can help you out um, and there would be a cost. Ideally, you want to try to reach out to an influencer directly because being in hotels, um, 
you have uh, a currency, which is your hotels and your food and beverage outlets that you can use. So you can use that as currency uh, rather than paying them. Uh, but sometimes you might, you know, you might have to bite the bullet and actually pay them as well. Um, but yeah, just re you know, finding uh, influencers uh, that perhaps your competition has used. Look for, uh, you know, when they, you know, they'll post and uh, tag that person, you know, look them up and say, hey, I noticed you were at such and such, and such hotel. Would you be interested in a partnership with us as well? Um, the other thing too, is I think you also have to have some self-awareness as well, where, for example, uh, and I'm going to use a local example, but let's say I'm a, 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 a suburban hotel of Chicago and I'm in a city that's maybe a smaller city and there's not much around me except industry, like, uh, like factories and things like that, where that's driving my business. Um, and in you know, I don't think an influencer is really going to want to come to your hotel. So I think, there, you know, there's other ways to approach it. But um, I think you have to be self-aware of whether you're the type of hotel that's going to get an influencer in the first place. So even if even if the influencer comes, probably won't help, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and another thing is, too, you have to consider the type of business you have, in, you have coming in. So to my own point just then, you know, if your hotel's located in an area that is driven by manufacturing because that's what you're surrounded by. Um, you know, consider your audience. Um, if, you know, are there influencers in the industry that is driving your business? Um, of course, if you're a, a, a leisure heavy hotel, then yes, you know, you definitely want to uh, get an influencer if you can, if it makes sense. Don't. There were awesome tips, there were awesome ideas, and now we are getting to the last part of our chat where we get a little bit lunatic here, right? <laughs> where, where we go nuts, okay? So it's, it's one of my favorite parts. I love it. You, I have like a Marty from 1985 from Back to the Future. I'm, I'm, I like to think how the future would look like, and we play this game because it's always someone says something that oh, wow i never thought about that right like and it can sparkle some ideas so i always ask my guests what do you think that hospitality will look like in five to ten years or what holidays will look like or whatever you think that we would like to share about the future yeah you know fundamentally i think you know I don't think anything fundamentally is going to change as far as, you know, people want to go and have experiences places. Um, I thought of a couple negative things and I thought of a couple positive things about where I think we're, what we're going to see in the future. Um, the red flags I have that concern me a bit are uh, red flag. Number one would be the weather. Um, we're seeing more and more extreme weather everywhere. Uh, Mexico just uh, uh, just got hit by a, a Category 5 a hurricane that they had never seen before. And we're seeing more and more uh, fires like in Greece, Canada, the U.S., um, flooding. Uh, you're seeing more and more of that. And it's that extreme weather is becoming the norm. Uh, so that poses a risk to travel and that you know, your trip might get canceled last minute. Uh, or on the flip side, you might go and then get stranded for a couple days. So um, I think that's a concern that people have to think about. 
I think we're also going to see an evolution of the language and contracts, like for groups and events that are going to address that more specifically in the future. We saw that with COVID where uh, some of those force majeure clauses uh, evolved to uh, to address COVID. And I think those are going to evolve uh, in the next couple of years, especially to address extreme weather and, and how we deal with that. Uh, because hotels can take, uh, travelers and hotels can both take a hit. You know, they're not going to have the experience they want. The hotels aren't going to get uh, the guest in and the revenue that they were expecting uh, because of something that's unforeseen. Um, so that's one. Uh, red flag number two, um, and I'm going to speak mostly for the United States, but I know this is an issue in other places of the world as well, which is uh, politics. I think our politics have become so polarizing um, that I think it is going, if, if we don't do something about it, where we start to compromise, where we're willing to make sacrifices on both sides and and have partisan conversations where we're trying to do the right thing for the greater good, not just for this group or that group. Um, if we don't improve on that, it's, it's going to affect travel in that, and I'm sure it already is, where, you know, a certain state makes a decision about something that is uh, a core value of yours, and you're going to say, I refuse to go to that state. They will not get any of my money because they believe in that. Um, and I have no doubt people already feel like that. So we need to come together because uh, it is going to affect travel. People aren't going to want to go somewhere where, you know, the vast majority of their population is angry about something that I'm opposed to, you know, something like that or the laws they pass or they're not business friendly or who knows. Um, on a brighter note, uh, I'm excited about uh, technology in hotels. Um, I think hotels fall a little behind as far as, you know, it's, it's slower moving to get us to catch up. But if you look at, for example, it was, uh, you know, I think in the last four or five years where people could, you know, create smart homes where you can control your lights and your temperature and, you know, alarms and, and, and all of these things. And, and now we're starting to see it integrated into hotels. You've got digital check-in, but uh, even our hotel in the, uh, we've become a connected hotel where, you know, you can start to control things on your phone. And that's only going to continue to expand as far as the things that you can do uh, from your phone to customize your experience uh, in your guest room or on your trip. Um, a big wish list item for me uh, that I'd love to see. I, I, I can't speak intelligently about it uh, as far as where it where it lands uh, in the future, but a wish list item for me is uh, a, a fully developed augmented reality uh, where, and you know what it is? I'm talking like the glasses that Tony Stark wears in the Marvel movies, yeah, yeah. where you put on glasses and you've got in your field of vision, like, hey, I want to go to a local Italian restaurant and I want you to give me options based on five-star reviews. Um, and boom, it pops up in your field of vision. You say, uh, make me a reservation there. It does it. And then it gives you directions in real time. You've got your glasses on and it's giving you arrows. Okay, you're going to go three blocks up. Here's your block, turn right. And it's all like, you know, not like the GPS in your car, but like it's floating there in front of you. I, like that's my wish list item is things like that. And I mean, that's just scratching the surface. Same thing with AI. I think 
Um, we're just scratching the surface of what's possible with hotels. Um, I think, for example, it's, and we're already getting there where a traveler is able to go on AI and say specifically, I uh, find me five hotels in Chicago that are rated in the top 10 on TripAdvisor and are charging less than $250 for these dates. And it'll go, boom, here you go. Here's So now instead of going to a site and scrolling and scrolling and scrolling, AI is doing that work for you. And okay, I found exactly what you're looking for. Here's three options, ba ba ba. Like, I mean, and that's just one thing. I mean, there's there's things we haven't even thought of yet. <laughs> that's awesome. This. You you said you have any other more positive? You said one tech. You talk about tech. There was another one from positive here. Or uh, everyone was. You know, it's mostly around the technology. <laughs> I think it's the technology between the the AI, the augmented reality, the connected smart rooms, and things like that. Um, uh, to go back to AI for a second, I think even on the hotel operation side, there's there's going to be opportunities there. I mean, and I'm just spitballing here. For example, let's say you have some kind of sensor in a room, not a camera, but you know something that would tell you that somebody is occupying a room or not. And the AI, the second somebody leaves the room and checks out, the AI knows that, lets housekeeping know, hey, instead of housekeeping waiting till noon or knocking on a door, the AI is sending them a message saying, okay, room 204 is now vacant. You can go clean it. And just helps with efficiency. Yeah, and this is me just spitballing, you know. <laughs> so we, we are moving fast and I hope that uh, we can connect things. I love the idea of the augmented reality because I've seen ads that were getting that way, you know, like we, we've seen, we just can't deliver yet probably at uh, an affordable cost, but we're definitely going that way and it would be so cool, you know, like leave the phone away and we can see things get immersed into that reality. And thank you for raising the uh, fears as well here with weather and politics. Here is something that uh, nobody, no guest ever has brought it up. What is the dangers of the future as well? And I'm really with you, mainly on the politics there. We have a dream of trips that were already canceled with my family because there are places that is just not safe to go anymore because of politics. Yeah, we. We are a mixed family, you know, like mixed race family and some places we can't go because people don't don't like it, you know, like, and, and this yeah. is quite sad uh, to see, but yes, it will affect travel a lot. No, that was amazing to talk to you. That was super cool. You're such a great energy. You have such a positive vibe. How can people connect with you, learn more about you? You know, the best place is on LinkedIn, I would say, uh, you know, connect with me on LinkedIn. Uh, Reach out, uh, and uh, if you ever want to talk shop about anything, hotels, social media, uh, the Chicago Cubs, uh, art, you know, I, I, I love uh, meeting new people and making new friends. Awesome. I'll put your link on the description. It was a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you very much for allowing me to bring you to the show and oh, lend your thank time. Thank you. I, I was honored that you would ask. I am uh, uh, so uh, humbled, and I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you very much. Take it down. Have a nice day. Shillery. Bye.